Crime does not pay. Third floor already. Can see how much higher. Only one more to the top. I'll put you down, Cole. Hey, Dave. Mm-hmm. You're not dropping the bits of fish too close, are you? Not every fish that. <laughs> one hungry kitten. <laughs> if you hadn't eaten for five days, you'd be hungry, too. You're getting old. Next time we'll pick a lower building. All set, Dave? Set. Well, here we go. Down on the landing, And when you find that nice big mackerel Uncle Dave has left for you in the cellar, he'll have a real hot time. <laughs> Let's go, Dave. <laughs> In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear The Lady Loves Kitten, starring Anna Lee. Not Pay, starring Anna Lee as Kathy Patterson in The Lady Loves Kitten. <laughs> Kathy Patterson had a very human failing. She loved the things that money could buy. But Kathy carried that failing a step beyond ordinary human weakness. Kathy didn't care where the money came from. And when it failed to come in sufficient quantities from the honest endeavors, Kathy teamed with Dave Padgett to acquire money in other ways. Their work affected the lives of many people, and especially the men in the quarters of Engine 6 and Hook and Ladder Number 4. Uh, that's what I like about this job. You sit around more than you wake. Yes, you. You hear bells in your sleep same as I do. More coffee? <laughs> poor, brother. Poor. Hey, I heard that. Don't tell me you fellas like your work. Well, sure we do, Lieutenant. Especially those nice, fast, breezy rides through the streets on hot summer nights. <laughs> Coffee, Lieutenant? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and the nice warm beds upstairs on winter nights that we have to get out of to climb icy <laughs> ladders so we can get to the fire and get warm again. <laughs> well, when you've been in this racket as long as I have, you'll take the hot with the cold, boys. You mean someday I'll go up to be tiller man on the ladder truck. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, one, one. One, four. Three. Hey, that's us. Get one, out. Six. Boys, come on. One, one, four, three. Carson, place an eight. Three. All right, come on. Eight. Let's roll. Come on, come on. Company's going back to quarters, Lieutenant. Right. Six engines stays here. We'll have to flood the cellar. Yes, Lieutenant Hall. Yes, sir. Oh, Marshal Madison. Yeah, the chief called me in. Says you were here early. First two on the first. 
Well, what do you think? Definitely a flash fire. Started in the cellar. A flash fire in a building like this? But did they store paint or anything? Oh, not so as we could tell. Cellars are completely gutted. Even the smell is burned away. Uh, is it safe to take a look? We're flooding it. Have any ideas, Hall? No, nothing. Except it doesn't look, feel, or smell legitimate. Yes, I remember when I was in your spot, I had that feeling more than once. And nine times out of ten, I was right. Yeah, you get that way after a while. Yeah, and when the evidence goes up in smoke... The funny thing about firebugs is they always try it again. Usually, once too often. Well, even the first time is too often. Oh, sorry, miss. I have to get back at the police line. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it dangerous here? The police seem to have gone away. Well, the wall may go any time. Oh, I see. Fire engines always fascinate me. Well, I always thought that was a boy's hobby, Miss Patterson. Why, Mr. Madison, I didn't know you in your helmet and that rubber coat. Are you a fireman? Well, in a way, I'm fire marshal these days. Oh, this is Lieutenant Hall of Engine Inspector. Miss Patterson Hall, a near neighbor of mine out home, lives up the block away. Pleasure, Lieutenant. I'm happy to know you. But still, I'm afraid you Lieutenant's you're... right, Miss Patterson. Be best if you did to uh, move along, please, as the police like to say. I'm on my way, gentlemen. I'm sorry if I broke any rules. I was on my way home and I heard the engine. Just couldn't help myself. Good night, Lieutenant. Good night. Hope I see you again, Marshal. Good night. Good night. And be careful of falling walls, Lieutenant. <laughs> Shall I invite you to dinner sometime, Lieutenant? The lady loves fire. And I love my wife. But this is a new one on me, Marshal. A lady firebug. What do you know? <laughs> honest, Dave. Those two poor but honest fire ladders. Protecting the rash woman from falling walls. If they knew. If they only knew. Knew what? You've got a certain way with cats. <laughs> <laughs> and mackerel. And oil lamps and celluloid. Well, if they ever find out, they'll protect you all right. And me, too, behind walls. High ones. Worried, Dave? You said the fire marshal recognized you. Well, sure. I recognized him. His house is four doors down from mine, and his kid Billy has been chasing cats for me. Are you crazy, Kathy? Like a fox. Nobody ever looks close to home for anything. I know, but sometimes... You never know how smart they are. Not this time. Anyhow, it's easy enough to keep track. If they suspect anything, the insurance company will hold up the check. They'll tip their own hands that way. Which reminds me, a check came today. Which place? The one on Forster Street, remember, a month ago. Place I had in the name of Jason. That was a good one. <laughs> Three along. Let me see the check. Yeah. Full payment. Twenty-five grand. Ah, this is the racket, Dave. I've been waiting for this all my life. That dough will buy a lot of pretties. There'll be lots more after tonight. And after the third street joint, plenty more. When will we set the third street joint, Dave? Whenever your kitten's ready. Well, she ought to be right now. I haven't fed her in four days. And tomorrow, maybe. Any chance of them checking? Not a chance. Phony name, the policies with a company a thousand miles from the gang who'll pay off for tonight's job. Okay, then. Tomorrow night, another bonfire. Bill? 
You sure he said everything right, Dave? Exactly right. The only part of this job I don't like is dropping the bait for Kitty. I hate handling fish. Isn't it worth it? Sure. Sure. Sure you laid out the celluloid right? No matter which way the lamp falls, it'll hit the stuff. Boom. Simple enough. I think I can do it. Oh, I just get edgy, that's all. Until I hear the bells and the sirens. I added a slight gimmick this time. Will it leave me traces? Of course not. I just took some of the kerosene in the lamp and made a trail of it to the inflammables down in the cellar. It's neat. Can't miss. <laughs> Cap jumps the fish. Lamp is knocked over. Celluloid goes up. Kerosene leaves the flames right where we want them. Perfect. Sounds all right. Let's get up to the top. Third floor already, Kathy. How much higher? Only one more to the top. Shh, shh. I'll put you down soon. Hey, Dave. Hmm? You're not dropping the bits of fish too close, are you? About every six steps. <laughs> That's one hungry kitten. <laughs> if you hadn't eaten for five days, you'd be hungry, too. Not too much on the steps, Dave. You want to be out of here long before Kitty comes to the end of the train. Don't worry about that. Oh. Must be getting old. Next time we'll pick a lower building. All set, Dave? Set. Okay, here we go. Down on the landing, Kitty. And when you find that nice big mackerel Uncle Dave has left for you in the cellar, he'll have a real hot time on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Dave. Come on. Oh, I did a run down. Climb up. That's why farmers slide down poles, baby boy. <laughs> Oh, your pardon, folks. I heard you running down the stairs. Oh, it's just a snow. Oh, yes. Yes, you're O'Reilly, the watchman, aren't you? Yes, sir. I'm just getting set for the night, sir. It's a long shift, this kind of work. Don't you get lonesome? Oh, no, ma'am, not really. They have me little radio. Mr. Smythe here was, he was nice enough to give me permission to play it at night. Yes, after all, why not? Well, not many employers permit it, sir. Oh, can't see anything wrong in it. Well, Miss Carter and I were just going to dinner... Good night, Riley. Oh, good night. Car's up the block, Kathy. I know. Phew. That was too close for comfort. Riley's all right. No worry there. If he finds that set up in the cellar. <laughs> One, he'll report it to me. I'll cover up. Two, he doesn't think I know it, but he doesn't make any rounds. He has a little nest for himself on the first floor in the back. When the fire starts, well, he won't want to let me know he wasn't doing his job. <laughs> and three, who has a better right on the premises than Walter Smythe, the owner? Meaning me. All right. But I still say it's too close for comfort. The chariot man? Where to? The nearest firebox, baby. And we'll wait for the inevitable. What time is it, Dave? Uh, it must be close to ten. It's too dark here to see my watch. The time is 10 p.m. Station WXE3, operator 17. There's your answer, Kathy. Straight from the fire department. All the modern equipment, even radio. <laughs> Just so we can pick up the signals in the car. Taking that dawn cat too long. Do you suppose Riley found her? Take it easy, honey. It's only an hour and a half. I don't like it. On 
on the south side, Box 1195, Jackson Street and 4th Avenue, WXC3, Operator 17. Where's the beat of the night? On the south side, Box 1195. Well, on the south side, last five calls. Usually are. It's a slum down there. Uh-oh, they'll have a call in this neighborhood very soon, Kathy. I see smoke. Looks like a little flame. Must be going good. Feet must have broken a window. Let's pull the box. No, 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 not yet. Give it more of a chance. Probably more toward the back. That's where I set the lamp and so forth. Then where's Riley? Probably asleep. Oh, boy, see that flame. First floor window. Get the box, Dave. I'll start the car. Check.
Lieutenant Hall reporting, Marshal. Well, glad you identified yourself, Hall. I wouldn't have known you under all that soot. Yeah, it's a bad one this time. Yeah. We got a roast on the first floor. Well, when'd you find it? A few minutes ago. Man or woman? Man. Elderly. Probably a watchman. Must have been asleep. Kind of a cubby hole almost directly over the point where the fire started. Or was started, I should say. I see. The chief put a call in for the medical examiner and the public ambulance. That call go by radio? No, no, by land wire. Good. Now keep it quiet. I'll see to it that it stays out of the paper. You're sure it's arson? Well, we found another casualty in the cellar. A cat. There wouldn't be the remains of an oil lamp there, would there, Lieutenant? It's some twisted metal. I brought it out for you. I see. Any signs of... Bait. No, that probably went in the first flame. Yeah, it usually does. Well, it's the old trick, Paul. Obviously. Only this time, the device didn't go up with the rest of the bill. And one other item the arsonist apparently overlooked. There comes a time when simple arson turns into murder. <laughs> about the third street job. Beef nothing. Look at here. $30,000 worth of beef saved him a boy. Oh, pretty. So pretty. He made out nice to need to William Smythe. Tomorrow's the day, Kathy, with this safely in the bank, we're almost through. One more job and you're set for life. <laughs> I've got that property over on 10th Avenue. It'll go like a matchbox. Enough insurance? 25 grand. That'll do it. When? I'll get me another little spooky pussy cat. <laughs> when? I'll get my cat tomorrow. We'll be ready next week. As soon as Kitty is hungry enough. Billy? Oh, Billy? Uh, may I speak to you a moment? Oh, sure, Miss Patterson. Sure. Call me a minute. Fellas want me to play first today. Play first? Uh-huh. First base, you know. Oh. Oh, yes, baseball, I see. We're going to play the team from the blocks right away. Pretty soon, now. Would you, would you have time to do a little job for me before the game? Depends on how long. Just a few minutes. Same thing as before? That's right. This time I'll pay you 75 cents. But I don't know where there is a kitten today, Miss Patterson. It's a long time to find one. And I got to play first. I know where there's a cat, Billy. Huh? I saw it run up that driveway. A dollar, Billy? No. Oh, okay. Up this driveway? That's right. You can do it quickly, Billy. Mm, Norman. Ball games are important, but they are got Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Mm. Here, kitty. Cat. You must have a whole house full of them. Here, kitty. Okay, Kitty, you want to play? Come on, Kitty. That's right. Well, I won't hurt you. Anyone to scratch your ears, huh? Here you are, Kitty. I got you. Oh, gee whiz. You got clawed. I'm going to get a dollar. Good boy, Billy. You got her. Yeah, and she got me. Yeah, Miss Patterson, take the mangy old thing. You're scratched all right, Billy. But nothing iodine and an extra dollar won't cure. Here you are, Billy. Hmm? And thank you very much. Kitty. Oh, 
Does this Miss Patterson, does she have dark hair and blue eyes? Yeah. Do you know her, Dad? Oh, by sight. Once I talked to her. At a fire. What was she doing there? she a lady buff or something? Well, that's what we thought at the time, but I'm not so sure right now. Now, look, Billy, you go on upstairs, clean up. Get some iodine on those scratches. I'll be up in a minute. I've got some telephoning to do first. <laughs> Hurry up, Dave. This cat is a devil. All right, best I can. Will you tear me to pieces? Okay, give me the animal. You set up the fish. Here. You've got the celluloid, right? Fish on the table, lamp on the fish. All right. Got a match? You kidding? Oh, never mind. Use my lighter. All set. Let's start upstairs. Not this time, Miss Patterson, Mr. Padgett. Hello, Marshal Madison. How's your big son? Never mind that. We've got you cold. But you can't pull the thing. This is my property. If I want to experiment in the cellar, it's my business. No good, Padgett. We've had you tagged for weeks. We traced you through the last insurance company. And both of you have been tailed for a week ever since your partner used my son as a cat snatcher and he got scratched. I told you, Kathy, that time you went too far. Shut up, Dave. Don't talk to me again, a lawyer. It'll have to be a good one. The charge won't be arson. It'll be murder. A watchman died in that last fire. Dave, give me the cat. Yeah, take the lousy animal. Give the cat here. Not in your life, Marshal. This kitten gets his fish. Marshal, the fellow law. Look out! Look out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get Don't try, Marshal. I'm not coming out. Jersey. I told you what. I love fire. Patterson, don't be a fool. Are 
Patterson in The Lady Loves Kittens. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Now here in person is Anna Lee. Kathy Patterson was very sure of herself. And very certain she was smart. But like most people who make their way outside the law, Kathy and Dave were too smart and too sure. In the end, they outsmarted themselves because they underrated the wisdom and the patience of the forces of law and order. Plus that extra little piece of luck which always falls on the side of the angels. Kathy and Dave, they lost out. And the criminal inevitably loses out. The simple truth of the matter is that Contrary to legend and to some kinds of fiction, crime does not pay. Thank you, Miss Lee. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Mark B. Loeb, with music composed and conducted by John Garth. Technical advisor is Burton B. Perkins. The events, characters, and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. (laughs) ¶¶ 